Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to have a new author on the podcast, Eric Schwartzman, who wrote The Digital Pivot, Secrets of Online Marketing, which he recently published. And um, I'm keen to learn more about those secrets in this podcast. But first of all, can you introduce yourself, Eric? Sure. Uh, Elias, thanks for having me. And it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Eric Schwartzman. I am a digital marketing consultant in Los Angeles, and I just released the Digital Pivot: Secrets of Online Marketing. Nice. So, in that um, that that playbook, which we're going to talk about later, which is very accessible to all kinds of of readers that want to start out in online marketing, you 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 share this this playbook. But first of all, you know the the title implies that there is challenges that a marketer has. So first, before we dive into this framework, let's talk a little bit about the challenges that you see that a lot of online marketers have. What would be the top challenges that marketers have? Well, you know, the reason I wrote the book is after the pandemic hit, I saw so many small and mid-sized businesses um, that had sort of sat the digital revolution out and and got around it by going to trade shows, taking clients to dinner, taking clients out to play golf. And, you know, they didn't need to rely on their digital presence to create leads and opportunities. But of course, as we saw with the pandemic and the lockdown and the physical restrictions imposed, you know, that was gone overnight. And so those companies that didn't have a digital presence that they could use to generate deal flow were laid bare and they had no way to compete anymore. Now, you and I, you know, we are in this space. We work with companies that are in this space and uh, we bring companies up to speed in the world of digital marketing. But, you know, most companies don't understand how to do digital marketing. Most companies are getting, particularly in in the world of small business, wiped out by Amazon. Uh, They're getting marginalized by Yelp, which takes a percentage off of every sale they generate, by Grubhub and the food delivery apps, which also take a percentage of every sale they generate. And so I thought to myself, I, I wanna write a book that would make it possible for someone outside of our bubble to pick up a single book and get an overview of how they could implement a pivot from analog to digital without getting lost in the lost in the weeds because social uh, media and digital media and digital marketing it's search engine optimization these are such broad topics there are books on each and every one of these specialties but i didn't see a good overview book that someone could sit down and read that was entertaining with stories, not too academic, that would really bring them up to speed. Um, so that's why I wrote this book. And that's those are the problems I was trying to help solve. That's And you'd be amazed how often I get asked that question uh, by business owners, by marketers. You know, they, they, they ask me, 
what kind of book or which book can you recommend when I'm starting to learn more about digital marketing? So I think you're you're really spot on there in in and that's in in finding that challenge for marketers. Um, when when it comes to those let's say challenges and solving those challenges, you have created a, a framework in that book. Um, you have a playbook for marketers to actually start converting from awareness to revenue. So people seeing you online, but seeing isn't buying, um, likes are not customers. Um, th those kinds of questions you answer. Um, so can you explain how that how that framework works? Sure. So most people understand that the more uh, the larger your audience, the larger your community, the more opportunity you have to sell, the more deals you'll get done. And so people think, well, gosh, if I have a big community on social network on social media, I'll be able to sell more because I'll get in front of more people. But, you know, there's a critical component of social media that I think people miss. They're starting to wake up to it now. And that is, you know, when you build an audience on Clubhouse, on TikTok, on Facebook, you're not building your audience, you're building their audience. And they can take it away with a simple algorithm tweak at any time. So, you know, I've always believed the homeland is your own web presence. And when I say your own web presence, I mean your own website, um, hopefully operating on some sort of a content management platform at a top level domain, yourdomain.com that you own uh, with the ability to process e-commerce transactions or generate leads without paying a commission to a third party. That's really the meat and potatoes of online marketing because that's where you convert awareness into leads, leads into opportunities and opportunities into revenue. And, you know, if you are a CM, CRM user, you understand that vernacular. You understand that the lead doesn't live in the website, right? The lead flows through the website to a CRM, a customer relationship management platform that allows you to prospect and nurture a pipeline of potential leads and opportunities. And another thing I think a lot of people miss when they're first coming into this is they think, oh, I just need a website. But really, a website is just the presentation layer of a digital business, right? It's how you get leads into your stack. It's how you automate and nurture those leads. Um, it's how you prospect. It's how you search engine optimize. Um, it's how you generate leads, podcast, content market, uh, send out social media. So really all roads lead to Rome, all roads lead to Rome and Rome is your website, your owned media presence. And I think that is the most misunderstood and underutilized component of the playbook, um, which I break down into four channels. There are really four types of media, owned media which we just talked about, mm -hmm. shared media, social media. And if you think about social media, social media is kind of like an, you can build embassies on social networks, but when you conduct business in those embassies, you're beholden to the laws 
of the social network, their terms of service. So they're like a sovereign nation. You are a guest in their environment. And yes, you can prospect. Yes, you can tap opportunity, but you have to do so by their terms of service under their laws. Basically, uh, it's, it's, it's rented land, right? So you don't want to build your house on rented land. That's what I tend to say about social media. Well, I mean, I, that's a great line. And, you know, I've heard that line before. Um, the thing is, it is important, I think, to have a home on rented land as well, because there is opportunity. Um, like, you know, the Netherlands has uh, embassies in many different countries all over the world. Many of them may be hostile to your policies, um, but you're there anyways, because there are resources in those nations that you want to get access to. And I think that uh, perspective towards social media, when you're a business going into these environments, looking for opportunity is the same. Um, yes, it's shaky ground. Yes, it's a rented stage. Yes, you could get the hook at any time, but that doesn't mean you don't invest and build a presence there. It just means that it's not your primary presence. Your effort should always be to issue a visa to those community members and then cement the opportunity back at your own media site where you can capture the customer data yourself. Because again, if you don't have the customer data, you're reliant on a third party for access to your leads. Love it. And then, and then fourth is paid media. And I think a lot of people get this wrong too, because I think they go to paid media first before they understand how to convert awareness into leads, before they know what their conversion rate is, before they understand the lifetime value of a customer, right? Once you understand what percentage of traffic is going to convert into a sale, and once you know how much each sale is worth, then you can start to um, uh, budget and allocate uh, uh your part of your budget for paid advertising. But unless you really know what you're going to generate from that investment, uh, going to paid media is foolish. So that's the order and the, the playbook that I lay out in the book. It starts with owned media. First four chapters are about that. Then it goes into shared media, social media. Then it goes into earned media, which is digital PR. And then last but not least, paid media. Let's take a minute to thank Vidyard, the sponsor of this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. As you know, we're big fans of Vidyard. Vidyard is an easy-to-use yet powerful video solution that makes it easy to create videos, host them ad-free, share them with others, and track their performance. Whether you're recording a video for one person or sharing it with the world on your website, it's easy to manage your video content. The solution is built for business with strong analytics, integrations with top enterprise tools and customization options that answer your unique needs. You can upload or create marketing videos and embed them into email campaigns, landing pages and blog posts to generate and engage more sales-ready leads. You may use interactive video elements and video personalization to boost viewer engagement, accelerate the buyer journey, and convert viewers into pipeline. You can record your screen, webcam, or both. From product demos to customer testimonials to live-streamed Q&As, anyone can create their own videos in just a few clicks. 
you use video analytics to measure how each video impacts revenue and how they perform across your website, email marketing, YouTube, and more, all from one central dashboard. Sign up for your free Vidyard account today by going to vidyard.com slash marketing guys. That is vidyard.com slash marketing guys. And just like you guys, the team at Vidyard can't keep up with all these promo codes on podcasts. So they are making signing up as easy as possible with no promo code needed. Just go to vidyard.com slash marketing guys to start using Vidyard completely free. And as a bonus, get their 2021 B2B video trends guide for free. I'm, I'm through those stages and uh, I have uh, a business, let's say I have a, an e-commerce business and I want to build this, this web shop and I go through the other channels as, as, uh, besides my own, own website. Um, what other things do I have to take into account when, I'm, uh, when, when I would like to grow that business? What other factors like like maybe analytics or what kind of people are talking about data-driven marketing or what, what sure. other elements should I take into account? So when I break, I break down in the book Owned Media into these categories, mm-hmm. I believe the first step with owned media is analytics. And I would say table stakes for what you need to measure and what you need to be aware of is, you know, one, you got to be able to track website usage. Uh, That can be a simple tool like Google Analytics. Um, You need some idea of your search visibility, Google Search Console. Um, It's good to have some idea of how people behave when they get to your website. I like Hotjar for that. Mm -hmm. I like the video session replays and the heat maps. And then last but not least, you know, you need to make sure that your website performs and for website performance, I like Google PageSpeed Insights. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a lot of tools out there, and I'm not saying these tools are necessarily better than your tools. It would depend on your circumstance. But I would say at a bare minimum, you need to be looking at the performance of your website, your search visibility, uh, user uh, user experience with you know heat mapping and 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 session replays, and website usage analytics at a bare minimum. And it's important that when you get that set up, that you quality control it and make sure that it's accurate because you can't go back and recapture that data once you get it wrong. And you mentioned e-commerce. So I'll give you a scenario, Mm -hmm. a common scenario, whereby people wake up, you know, 12, 16 months later and realize, oh my God, I wasn't capturing the data correctly. So what they'll do is they'll, you know, they'll get some sort of a Shopify store or Magento store or or big commerce store up and running. And then they'll uh, launch a WordPress site at a subdomain of the top level domain where the store is. Um, and they'll use that for content marketing. So they'll figure out, oh, we'll have a blog, we'll put a bunch of content there and we'll capture organic search traffic to the blog and then refer it over to the store for a sale. And then what they'll do is they'll put one tracking code for Google Analytics on the WordPress store and then a separate tracking code on the Shopify store. Well, now there's no way to follow the path that a user takes Uh, from organic search to the uh, blog, from the blog to the Shopify store, right? You have to do, you know, 
multi-level domain tracking yep. in this case has to be set up correctly. And if you're not aware of that, if you don't get that right from the get-go, that data is lost. You'll never get that back because you can't track those conversions on two separate dashboards. So really getting it right from the get-go, understanding how to track email because Google Analytics out of the box doesn't track email traffic very effectively. Uh, there is some tweaking, some coding that needs to be done to get that right. So the first chapter is all about making sure that the data is intact. Before you start building anything, you've got to make sure you're capturing the data because you can't improve what you can't measure. Absolutely. Then in the next chapter, and this is something I think a lot of people in marketing relegate to someone else, um, I have a chapter on stacks, automation, and funnels. Just the concept of a, of a collection of different tools that integrate with each other to allow you to conduct business online is foreign to a lot of people who are starting in digital marketing. They think, oh, I just need a website and maybe I need a tool to help me with my social media and that's it. They don't think about really uh, an end-to-end -end solution that would allow you to collect, nurture, convert a lead to revenue all the way through to the accounting of that. Um, so that's the second part of it, right? Because no stack you set up, you know this because you set these up for clients all the time, Elias. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no stack out of the box is ready to go. It's got to be configured. Um, so that configuration is the automation process. And uh, of course, funnels, you know, a, a series of pages that would convert awareness into a lead or a lead into an opportunity or an opportunity into a sale. Those things don't come ready to go out of the box either. They have to be built as well. So the second chapter is about stacks, automation, and funnel. And then the last part of owned media that I think really is foundational is search engine optimization. Um, because search engine optimization affects more than just the traffic you get through organic search. It informs you of the topics that your buyers are interested in. So it also informs content marketing. It would also inform blogging if you're blogging. It would inform podcasting if you're podcasting. Um, it would inform digital PR because it would let you know what type of stories you should be pitching in terms of what type of topics your potential customers are interested in. Um, so, and then last but not least, I, we, we wrap it up with a chapter on um, inbound lead generation. Once you have traffic to the page, how do you convert it? You know, what practically speaking, what, what pop-ups are you using? How do you orchestrate your pop-ups so that um, you don't bounce visitors because you're too aggressive? Um, if you can't convert through a pop-up, what are the other options? Um, I, I talk a lot about forms because if you don't have a good form tool, you know, you're going to get a, all sorts of spammy registrations from SQL injection attacks. Mm -hmm. And if that all sounds like, you know, Greek to you, I explained it in the book, but basically, you know, there are all sorts of people who are, um, instead of signing up for your forms with their first name, last name, and email address, they're actually putting commands into those fields and trying to hack your website. And, um, Usually it doesn't work, but it does result in a, a dirty uh, registration to your email list that damages your list hygiene. So I talk about, you know, getting uh, your, your forms right. Often I've found that most of the CRMs out of the box don't have the best forms. And I typically go to Gravity Forms for something like that because I believe they are sort of the best of breed in that category. Um, 
yeah, so that's pretty much a once over of the framework. Oh, cool. So um, I, I, you know, it's, it's a very practical approach and very digestible for marketers. And, and I highly recommend people reading the, the book. It, again, it's called The Digital Pivot, Secret, Secrets of Online Marketing. I will share a link to your profile and to your website, of course, in the show notes. So people will know, will know where to find you and where to find the book. Um, I would like to thank you very much, Eric, for being on the Marketing Technology Podcast. I liked the way you very, let's say, uh, in a very digestible way, explain things because people in marketing always make these things very complicated. They, they also, even you read books or read blogs about it, pe people tend to write very, very difficult and very uh, high over on, on these things. You make them very practical, so I love it. Um, I recommend all people to, uh, to, to, to buy the book and, you know, go dig into it. And, you know, it's very, very, very easy to, to read, read books. So um, thank you very much, Eric. Um, and um, I'm looking forward for your next, to your next book. Thanks, Elias. I uh, appreciate you having me.